Well, this might be the biggest episode of the Union Soccer Podcast ever. It's a big moment for not only MLS, but for soccer in Philadelphia. Messi coming into town for Leagues Cup, and we're breaking it all down right here on the Union Soccer Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on the Gambler, foxphlgambler.com, and you will be listening to this on the radio as you are going to the game as well, getting ready for the Union, taking on Air Miami and Lionel Messi. It's a big matchup, and there's nobody I'd rather talk about that with than Joe Tanzi. He's joining us right now. He is the co-host of this fine podcast. You can follow him at jtanzi90 on Twitter. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. Joe, it's not only, you know, big because Leagues Cup semifinal, it's big, obviously, Messi coming into town. Uh, what would be your your way initially of kind of describing what this moment is for the union and for soccer in Philadelphia and Chester. It's a circus. It's like if the Pope came to town or it's like when, yeah. it's like, it's like when the Pope came to Harrison, actually. Yeah. That's a great comparison. Like this is, even though we're kind of comparing Messi to like this religious, huge figure, which in certain, to certain people, yeah. he is a religious. Yeah, figure. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. It is like a religious, almost in, uh, in Argentina. He is God in the soccer world too. It kind of feels that way. Right. Soccer can get very cultish. In certain yeah, circles, man. It is. And, I mean, if you listen to how everyone talks about him and, and how he's revered as the greatest of all time. And, and look, when I, when I was a kid, and I still remember this, it's one of my first sports memories, is seeing Michael Jordan at, at the Spectrum. And we were sat up in the, the nosebleeds. Like, we were, like, two rows from the roof. Um just to see him play me and my dad. And uh, the one thing we, we still joke about to this day is seeing Dennis Robbins here uh, from all the way up, up in that part of the building. But it, it's something that is, it's a memory. I think we have to kind of realize that like, yes, it's going to be a complete circus. Uh, things are going to be a lot different than a regular Philadelphia union match. Uh, but I would say embrace it. And then I'm, I'm kind of, speaking out loud to myself, being kind of very cynical of, of things that go on behind the scenes. It's like, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Um, you know, you have to embrace it. And, um, and that's just before the game, the, the crazy atmosphere that we're probably not going to see again in, in Chester, this clash of the, the diehard union fans with, people that are just showing up to, to see Messi. Hopefully the balance is um, teeters in the union fans' favor because the last thing you want is um, everybody ooing and eyeing the, the second Lionel Messi touches the ball. Um, and, and that speaks to the point of wanting to have this game at, at Subaru Park, right? I think it, everybody wants to try and have an opinion about this and – wrong is that a, is that a fair word to use about the whole Subaru Park versus the Link situation at least in this circumstance yeah it should not be in this circumstance no I, and I don't I don't think people realize the from the outside that a first of all it's a, a three-day turnaround for this to be confirmed whether or not it was a, a possibility yes that lasted yeah when you go to the link you have to plan for that right and 
can't just happen out of thin air in three days. Right. You can't just throw a game into the link. Look, first of all, home field advantage. You want that because, oh, by the way, if you win this game, you are confirmed to be in Champions League. Which is huge. Yeah, that's huge. You don't have to worry about anything else in terms of Champions League qualification. And, oh, by the way, you get to play for final on inside your home stadium. Um, you want that home field advantage. And, and we ran into Tim McDermott um, after the game on Friday, and he really wanted to have that home field advantage. Um, he wanted the city of Chester to, to have this game. And, it, look, maybe for a 2024 regular season game when Miami comes to town, yes, make it a, a big deal, make it a spectacle because it's a regular season game. But from just a pure logistics standpoint, um, I mean, it's such a quick turnaround for everyone behind the scenes to get the Union Stadium ready for Messi. Now, amplify that times, I don't know, 10, 100 in terms of security presence. (laughs) Yep. Um, Just traffic. Traffic (laughs) management, the the field. (laughs) Like, the Eagles play a preseason game on Thursday. They'd have to... I would assume have to have a little more advanced notice on that. Like how just the, the facilities, you know, the people in stadium working, like yep. there's a lot behind the scenes that people don't take into account. And they just, you know, slap the tag of this take saying, Oh, we're going to have to just put it at the link because of, you know, that's what we should do for big games. And no, like the stadium was built for a reason. Yeah, it, it's going to suck logistically, but um, you have your home field advantage. You're playing for something significant. And the thing that went through my mind is, would the Eagles, would any other professional sports team really, and maybe the Eagles are a bad comparison, but would any other team willingly move a game of that significance, a semifinal game, so that more neutral fans could come in? Right, to make it more of an right. event instead of, hey, this is an important game. Because at that Union point, goes, like, you're, you're making an event, like a, a friendly right. or something. It's, you know, everything's right. about me- – you're, you're accommodating to Messi at that point. You're not accommodating to your team and what your team right. needs best in that moment. I completely understand that. And it's not that the union have the full share of the gate either. I mean, the League's Cup is, is putting this whole shebang on from the ticket sales – to the organizing, to the behind the scenes stuff. Like uh, I was walking around Subaru park today and the amount of people in black leagues cup polos, uh, who I assume are just, you know, are are probably this traveling circus of logistical people, uh, that have dealt with messy or have been preparing to deal with the messy circus that comes with it. Um, they're doing everything around the stadium. I mean, the amount of, Chester police and fire um, personnel that were walking around the stadium. I mean, hell, if you want to commit a crime in Chester tomorrow night, tomorrow is probably the night uh, because there's everybody's going to be in, at, at the stadium. I'm not saying do that, but you, you know what I. Oh, I know. Yeah, right. Presence, yeah. Not literally, but just, you know, it's it, the presence there is going to be, you know, obviously astronomical. It's going to be yeah, astronomical, like significant. And I mean, and then on top of that, you know, I was talking with the union PR team. I got close to 300 credential requests for this game. Wow. Uh, for for a press box that holds a maximum of... And they let eight. Sean Brace in? I know. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Although, to, 
to be to be fair to Sean, and this is where like I'm gonna try and not to be like super cynical because it is messy. I get the interest from it, um, but like Sean would actually do something with his credential. Like, oh, right. he, would, he would make something. It's not like the news stations where they're coming in. Um, they ask the biggest BS questions you could imagine. Like today, I, I found this very. That's my favorite rivalry fun. in all of sports: is newspaper journalists against TV journalists. It's my favorite rivalry. I and it's it. it's just it's just <laughs> funny because like because you're chasing different I, stories, and so yes, there's right. a, there's always going to be a okay. Well, I didn't need that question while they did. But so you funny. don't need to like, ask. You don't need to ask a professional athlete. Are you going to feel the pressure? Yeah. Right. Like there, there are certain questions that like you have to ask if you're doing like a general news report of like, Hey, you know, what could this do for soccer in Philadelphia? Probably nothing. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, the, the messy fans are going to come. Um, they're going to have their time. They're going to spend their money. They're going to watch the NL Messi play. And yeah, maybe a handful of them convert to union fans or they come back. Um, but uh, you know, we're not, yeah, that's do, not. You so, said the same thing about all these other teams that have come in too. And, and yeah, and, th- and that's what I'm. You know, obviously we're more interested in. You know, we are we are following the team probably more than most. So that my interest doesn't become oh wow it's Messi in town. My interest becomes you know how did the Union beat Miami with Messi who right. has been great and you know how can they get to obviously the finals in the League's Cup which would mean obviously a spot uh, in the in the the Champions League. So like there there are all that's what I'm more for you know everything else it's the hoopla the circus around Messi, and you know that's obviously we're talking about it now that's something we should be talking about i completely understand that but to a certain point for me i'm more interested in hey miami you know has Messi, and they've been great and the union have been one of the best teams in the mls i'm interested more and i think there has to be interest around the league and people that watch the league this is probably the most interesting game of Leagues Cup so far because Messi is going up against probably the biggest test that they have so far since Leagues mm-hmm. Cup. You know, they, this is the best test. They haven't played a team like the Union. I think Tom Bogert said the closest they got were, was Orlando, and we know Orlando isn't close to what the Union's caliber of play is. So that's my interest. Like, we're seeing the first test, you know, the first really intriguing matchup for Messi in an MLS uniform, and it's coming in the form of a League's Cup game against the Union and Chester. And I think that part, for me, becomes more interesting. And I, I love that aspect of it. Well, that's why you It's a big game because it's a good game. You know, that's that's why I like right. it. That's why you subscribe to the Union Soccer Blog. Yes, uh, subscribe. At unionsoccerblog.substack.com because, to your point, John Jansen, while everybody else was busy asking Jim Curtin um, if if Messi can turn water into wine on the field tomorrow night, could he? Um, Especially the, I, the 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 water in that river. Oh, I mean, yeah, um, <laughs> that would be a miracle. That'd be that I'd, be I'd be even more of a miracle than than Jesus himself did back in the day. Um, Damien Lowe. Although he'd be turning that wine into what, like yellowtail wine or something, or like barefoot wine? It wouldn't be top notch. You can't turn that river water into top notch wine. Although a lot of people would would take some barefoot after uh, planning (laughs) for this game. Um, So I I talked with Damien Lowe, talked with Alejandro Bedoya, and Andre Blake was up on the the pedestal, which, by the way, another all time moment in the press conference today. Andre Blake, who just very recently played Lionel Messi in Argentina with Jamaica, was asked, how would it feel if you made a save off of Lionel Messi, which he has, <laughs> he has done in the last 12 months? Um, 
And he's, plus, like, what? Plus, he's like, what do you mean? I've been on a bigger stage. Like, I've been on the biggest stages, you know? Like, plus Andre Blake's heart, because there were a few questions today where he just, you know, he, he was asked specifically about the ticket uh, situation. And, like, what's he, what's Andre Blake going to do about the, the, the Philadelphia Union tickets? Um, but he handled it like a pro. Um, That's such a great point. Of like, we're talking about guys that have played in the World Cup. <laughs> what? So on a big global stage, and we're asking the X is the nose part is um, is handled over at Union Soccer Block. If you were listening to this on Tuesday, it's already in your inbox if you subscribe. Because uh, Damian Lowe and Andre Blake have played against them. I believe Jose Martinez has as well. Um, and then Alejandro Bedoya shared this little anecdote with us, or at least with me. Um, the Copa America Centenario back in 2016, the U.S. did play Argentina. Alejandro Bedoya was suspended. And the story, you know, he was like, uh, Jermaine Jones stuck up for him because there was a tackle involving him and Antonio Valencia, former Manchester United player. Um and all I got a yellow Jermaine Jones in, in a shocking twist of events picked up a red card. Um, so he did not play against Messi in that game, which would, uh, so tomorrow would be a first for Alejandro as well. But um, uh, it's good to get the insight on guys that have, have seen a lot and also have seen Messi in person. And uh, the conclusion kind of is, well, you can't really a hundred percent stop him, but if you contain him and, and take, you chop off the head of, of the snake and that's Sergio Busquets. And I think a lot of people, if you're into the X's and O's soccer part of this, that piece is going to speak more to you. And that's kind of what I've kind of been aiming for with this because it is such a fascinating matchup. And the one person that multiple people uh, mentioned today in interviews is Sergio Busquets. He has to be stopped. Yes, it's about messy, 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 but yeah, oh, there's hurt. you have to get it to messy. I mean, I know right. once he once he gets it, he creates so much on his own. But yeah, it, right. There's there's got to be somebody but to get it to him. And if you Jim Curtin's line was, if if Messi already has the ball, we've made a mistake and it's too late. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Right. It makes a ton so of that, sense. That's that's the fascinating part. And we'll get let's get into the X's and O's because it's. The union have some some question marks uh, and one very big glaring question mark at the forward position right now. And yeah, if you're if you're and that's Jim troubling Curtin, because you, you know out? because you know obviously Messi's going to score, and so you need all of your firepower and one of the guys that's probably been the best in your your squad this season in Carranza. So right. his his injury that is that is a big deal because the union are going to have to score. Now look, they still can. Gazdag's still there. Ula, uh, even though I know Curtin said you know he wasn't too impressed with Ula in, in the last outing, but Not still, good. but still, Union can match up well against um, Miami's defense. The the counterattack seems to work well. But I guess the question is to you, Joe. Without Carranza, is there enough firepower? I don't even know if with Carranza there's firepower. Carranza hasn't been firing at his at his best yet, um, or his best in, in recent weeks. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I think the fatigue has caught up to this entire team. I, I really do. Can you I, blame I think, them? Like, really, no, if that I is can. the case, can you blame them? I mean, it's been a ton of games. It's been a ton. I, th- I, I think you started to see that on Friday. They are just – this is a team that's just worn down. Um 
luckily the Carranza and Gazdag injuries aren't severe. Gazdag is, uh, as Jim said, he's Hungarian. He's tough. Uh, so Gazdag will play tomorrow. Uh, he will start. Carranza has a grade one hamstring strain. Probably shouldn't play tomorrow, but if they need him very late, maybe to take a PK, Jim Curtin said that's a possibility. Um, Bedoya is back as well. I think that's a, a vital piece you have off the bench because you're going to have to do a lot of running tomorrow night uh, to deal with Busquets. But, yeah, I, I mean, watching that game on Friday against Coretaro, it, it just really felt like uh, they had just run out of gas. And, I mean, Chris Donovan's the rescue because I, I don't know if they get out of PKs. I really don't. Um, Andre Blake's not the best. PK saver. Um, I think we we've, we've seen that throughout the years. It's not his his top skill set. He can make a save or two in PKs for sure, but um, he's not automatic. And it, it just felt like you're, you're tempting your fate if you do that three times in a row. Very hard to do, and especially with the players they had out there by the end of the match. I mean, we were in the press box trying to figure out. Who, who are your five PK takers out of that group? And it, it was a, a huge struggle. So uh, thankfully it didn't get to that point. But yeah, I, I really do think the the fatigue is really creeping in now. And man, it, it's such a, a difficult task. And Miami's got an extra day of rest. No, they don't have an extra day of rest. They've they played Friday, but they have had an extra day going into well, Friday. Well, they also haven't played nearly as many games as the Union it's true. Um, and they have Lionel Messi. So I guess the, yeah. the X is the... <laughs> oh, and that as well, yeah. <laughs> so I think if 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 you're the union, and we'll go, go into detail on this, and, and we'll, I'll write it out as well, because there's some really fascinating quotes from, from everybody that, that talked today. Um, they're going to play the three, three at the back. It's going to be Glow, Glezis, and Elliott. Harriel is going to play on the right. Wagner is going to play on the left. I don't think that's a secret to anyone. Jim's been flipping Baizo and Harriel, and I think Harriel's aerial ability in, in this matchup uh, is going to help. Now, I know some people have been against the, the three at the back. It's just that's that's the preferred formation right now, and to get the best 11 on the field, that is your, your best 11. Um, I think the, the only real question here is you're going to play Gazdag probably in a more advanced role. I would, I know who is in the doghouse, but you got to put your best forward out there. I would be stunned if if Curtin were to pull the move of moves and put Chris Donovan uh, opposite Lionel Messi. In, in hey, he was on the graphic, line. all right. He was on the Leeds Cup graphic, Joe. Can't um, discount I, that. I, but I think you need Ua's speed. I think you need his total play. I think there are ways to to get behind the Miami defense. Um, the one thing that everyone has pointed out is the FC Dallas game that the Miami played two rounds ago where Dallas struck them on the counter. Velasco just hawked for Busquets and it worked until it didn't with Dallas. And they just ran out of gas, um, put in a tremendous effort. I thought uh, Tafari, the, the center back was, was really good in the day. And, and Velasco, I mean, that's put in a tremendous, tremendous two-way effort. Um, and if Jesus Ferreira is maybe a little more clinical in front of goal, we're talking about a completely different matchup. So that's, if you apply those things to the union, 
they put either Bueno, I think Bueno is the one that ends up hawking Busquets because Gazdag's going to be a little further forward. You use Ua's speed to get in behind and, and isolate Miami's defenders 1v1. So then I think it really just comes down to your, your final midfield spot. You know, who gets that? And I, I think it's going to be Leon Flock. Um, I think they're going to try out Martinez, Bueno, and Flock in a midfield three. That way they have McGlynn and Bedoya to run off the bench. Um, I don't think this is the game for McGlynn. I think this is the game for uh, all your, your grit and hustle guys in the middle of the park. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, Jim Curtin has already conceded Miami's going to have the, the bulk of possession. Um, and I think the union are okay with that. They're, they're not a team that likes to possess anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's I think that's how it's going to line up. Uh, I think it kind of picks itself given the matchup. Um, and then uh, the, only, the only decision I think he has to make is, uh, does he go McGlynn or Flock from the start? And I, I don't know uh, what the decision would be. I think you can make a strong case in, in either decision because McGlynn gives you more playmaking ability and you're not bunkering at home. But Flock also gives you that pest. That's what he's going to be. You know, Like him or not, Leon Flock is going to be just a total pest to whoever – uh, is in midfield, and if Miami's going to rely on somebody other than Busquets to get the job done, uh, Flock's going to have to play a heavy role. Or Jack McGlynn, his defensive ability has um, his defensive ability has significantly improved over these last few um, months. So maybe you take a risk, but I think that's the only I think that's the only decision the curtain has to make. I think Ua. For all his faults and how bad he played, he did make an impact off the bench against the Red Bulls. He was getting in behind and, and isolating the, the defender 1v1. And this is a team you'll have a chance to do that with against Miami. Right, he, he will. Uh, the union wouldn't specifically say what are the specific weaknesses they're pinpointing, but I think if you watch Miami, if you watch them once or twice, I've watched the FC Dallas game all the way through. They're vulnerable on the counter. And, you know, if Chris Donovan can be your pest off the bench, if Quinn Sullivan can give you effort off the bench, I think those are the guys you go to in the 60th minute. But uh, I think the goal is to to not lose this game in the first 30 um, and then the first 45. And, I mean, I think I'm still – scarred from covering so many failed Philadelphia <laughs> Union major <laughs> cup games. Like, I still have the Houston game scarred in my memory because that game was over So the, do the minute. Union have this big game letdown thing to you? Is that is that what it is? What are you scarred from? Uh, I mean, I just I have a lot of scar tissue, and I know a bunch of Union fans do too. Uh, yeah, I know just, from obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Sounders and, and Sporty Kansas City Open Cup. And I know this is a completely different version of the Union, but when – when you are the underdog, well, let's just say it's like the Eagles. The, the Eagles are, were, you know, great team last year. I shouldn't have worried it in any playoff game, and yet because of previous years and teams that weren't as good, I get so nervous about how right. they're going to play and react in a in a big game like that. Even though, it's right, just, it's completely unwarranted it's human with the, the team. Yeah, exactly. Human nature, very, very, yes, very good. But I, I think they're they're much they're much more equipped to do this uh, in, in a proper manner and contain Messi. That's what it comes down to. I really do. 
And when you look at this this group, you know, I know everybody's made the joke about Martinez getting the yellow card within 20 minutes. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I made that I th- joke, I by think, the way. I made that uh, joke all, to Tom Bogert, by the way. <laughs> we've all made that joke. Um, I do want yeah, to ask so you th- about that, though, because obviously, you yeah. know, we can make the joke of it. But, you know, what is is there – what's the kind of push and pull here? Because you want Martinez to be Martinez, but, right. you know, if he gets if he gets even a little too physical with somebody like Messi, you know, obviously there's there's a possibility he does get a yellow and he, he gets himself in trouble. So what what is kind of the game plan you think from Martinez's side of thing? Obviously, you just kind of let him be him. But is there a, any concern there? Do you like the matchup? Uh, Martinez in particular. Because, I mean, that's – we joke about it, but, yeah, that's there's a lot of attention to him. Yeah, I think you can apply some of the similar principles from you know games against LAFC um, and how you approach it mentally. Obviously, it's different because Messi's in the field, but um, you're looking for like a, a comparison, like a, a, you know, a comparable level that a, a player should reach. And I think that's what, if you're Martinez, that's that's what you pinpoint for. Um, I just the one thing I would say. From, and this is, again, all based off of the, the Dallas game because I think the matchup-wise, you know, it being a road game and the way FC Dallas approached that game, I think the Union can learn a lot from that more than any other game. Is It's also the only game I watched with Messi because of the, the, the timing <laughs> conflicts, but that's you know, besides the point. But it really, is, it really is a good example of what the Union can do. You can't concede free kicks from... 30, say 35 yards in because Messi will, will kill you. You have Andre Blake, but if you test your luck too much, Messi is going to, is going to kill you. And and that could be the difference between uh, hosting a third place game and and, and hosting a final. If the union are are more than capable of winning this game, I think we all know that, but you have to also be aware of, of the threat that the opponent possesses. And if you look at the union's weaknesses, you can't can't be overly aggressive in the final third, um, in the defensive third, because if you are, it's going to lead to fouls. It's going to lead to significant chances. And if you can at least force Miami to do everything on their own, if you, if you're choking out the impact that Busquets has in midfield, that and that way Messi's forced to go all over the field searching for the ball, which he's more than capable of doing. Uh, but if if Messi drops deeper and has to play those one, two, maybe one, two, three, you know, and the more passes he has to make, you just make life difficult on him. He's going to he, he's going to put balls on net regardless. But if you can make the 90 minutes as a whole difficult. And if you can, if those shots that usually come from the edge of the box maybe come from 25 yards out, you know, make the degree of difficulty higher uh, is what you have to do in this. There's no perfect answer for it because no MLS team, um, A, has the personnel, and B, has proven they have had the game plan yet uh, in, in the chances they've gotten it, whether it be Atlanta, Orlando, or FC Dallas or Charlotte. Um, now, that being said, none of those teams are in, in the echelon of, of where the union are at right now. So I think that's why everybody is, is pointing to this from inside MLS perspective as this is the big test to see if, if this Miami thing is, is going to work immediately or if some time is going to 
yeah, is going to need for all these fixes to be made. And Tata Martino is a hell of a manager. He's had success in MLS before. So maybe that, you know, playing Atlanta on, on multiple occasions in, in big situations, if you're the union, maybe that ends up uh, helping you from a managerial standpoint. Like you're looking for the, these little, little things um, against Miami of, of what you've seen in the past to, to pick apart or what you see on film uh, to pick apart. And trust me, there's there's been film reviewed since early last week. Um, the union have been preparing in earnest for this matchup. So they will they will come in prepared. There's no doubt about that. But what they what they do with that preparation remains to be seen. You are tuned in to the Union Soccer Podcast with myself, John Jansen, and Joe Tanzi, getting you ready for Union and Miami. Big week in Chester, big day in Chester. So we we mentioned scoring and you know why the Union do have an opportunity here to score. Uh, what is it about this matchup? The last time they played, June twenty fourth, Union put up four goals. So what what can the Union do? Why do they match up so well against Miami's backline? Well, nothing about that matchup can be taken into it's account. right. I, I, yep. I don't think because yes, some of the personnel is is still there, but it's you know Tata Martino's now had a few games to implement his personal managerial style, and then Busquets, Jordi Alba. Uh, on the defensive side of things um, and on the wings uh, from the attack perspective. And of course, Messi are, are into it. So there's some, obviously still some weak links, um, the center backs um, mainly here where the union can exploit, but it, it has to come down to, to clinical finishing. Like you, we can say, you know, they get three V two or four V three, whatever moving forward. But if they can't finish, if a if an Ua, if a Gazdag, if um, Jesus Bueno, whoever it is, I mean, they got to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. And recently they haven't. It's been really poor. Um, I think what kind of summed it up for me today was talking to Alejandro Bedoya um, about the fans and the environment. He's like, I don't care um, what they're doing. I need, we need them to encourage us. I'm paraphrasing. And when – it was the DC game, I believe, or, or Red Bulls. I forget which game it was. Um, and the River End just it, probably midway through the first half were like, hey, Union, wake the F up. And and Ollie was like, that was the, the right message because we were dreadful. And you can't have those, those spells against Miami because they'll punish you. Like, it really does have to be a perfect 90 minutes. And that's why I feel like I'm talking about – 2015-ish, you know, Open Cup final era union. And I'm applying a kind of the same mindset to that. It's not the same in terms of personnel and where the union stand at the table. Um, but in terms of a just having flashbacks to how they kind of, how you kind of do these things, it really does feel like we're talking about, you know, union 1.5, 2.0, whatever you want to call it, instead of union you know, 3.0 in the Tanner era where um, things have changed drastically. Like we know they can go toe to toe with anybody in the league with Cincinnati, with LAFC, with Nashville. Hell, I would, I think everybody would love to see Nashville come here because Monterey is going to bring the same type of circus. Monterey is going to bring a, a, a ton of fans as well. And it's going to be a lot like the club America match uh, in champions league a few years ago. 
Um, and, and it's – I think Monterey has the best roster left in the competition, and I don't think anybody will disagree with that. So it, it, I, I guess if, if you're Jim Curtin, maybe you do kind of dig tap into that a little bit. Yeah, of course everybody's motivated to play Messi, but you're the underdogs. A lot of people are talking about Messi, Messi, Messi. Like <clears throat> Channel 3, Channel 6, Channel 10, Fox 29 – they ain't coming in here to talk about the Philadelphia Union. Nope. They're here to talk about Lionel Messi. The only reason why these news stations and a bunch of people that have no business being in the press box uh, other than one game are going to be there tomorrow is because of Lionel Messi. If you're Jim Curtin, use that message. Why not? I mean, it's true. Absolutely use that. And they use that message a lot. You know, haven't they? In previous previous games like this, you know, anytime they are an underdog or overlooked, I think Curtin has, has nailed that message pretty well. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a weird weird environment. What does that environment do to a game like this? You know, because it it is look, it's a it's a tight game. It's not like the Union haven't been in big games before. They were in MLS Cup. You know, had. Eastern Conference Championships in Subaru Park. I mean, but obviously this is this is a, a, a little bit of a different level. The environment, look, good thing it's in Subaru Park. It's going to be very pro-union. There's going to be more union fans than just neutral Messi fans. But, I mean, what does an environment do to a game like this? Is it going to leave things opened up? I mean, what, what, does, what does something like this, this environment, do uh, for a clash like this? So it's fascinating because I've used all these open cup comparisons and that, but that was back when the union didn't belong there. Now they belong in these types of games. And so I think internally that motivation is different. The confidence is different because they've played in all these big type of games. The problem is with Miami, you got guys who three guys who have played in Champions League finals and World Cup finals. Like, these guys almost, they do actually, not almost, perform better when the pressure and spotlight uh, are further on them. Uh, And it's no coincidence, like, they've had so much success uh, with all all those moments. So it's, it's such a bizarre, bizarre situation because the union are responding to all these questions about like, again, from the outside, I'm using today as an example down in Chester where, uh, you know, the news reporters are asking the union players like, Oh, how do you manage this? And it almost felt slightly disrespectful because if you do two seconds of research, you know, this team is, has dealt with all sorts of pressure, but is the pressure of playing an MLS cup, different from the pressure of playing Lionel Messi in your home stadium in a semifinal? I don't know the answer to that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's very hard to gauge of like what, where everything will be. We'll get a very clear picture of it right before kickoff. We'll know if it's going to be a little more on the pro Messi side than than people want it to be. Um, There's going to be all sorts of energy in that building tomorrow night. Positive, negative, um, whatever it may be, uh, it's definitely going to be the loudest you've ever heard that place. I mean, you're going to hear it will, oh, for sure, will be. You're going to hear Subaru Park across the river in Sweetsboro. I guarantee you that. 
um, or whatever. Uh, it's close enough. Um, <laughs> close enough. Whatever, whatever, whatever farmland in deep in Gloucester County is in Salem County is across the the river. Uh, you'll hear it from Super Park tomorrow because it's going to be that electric. I mean, heck, I, I joked around with Sean Brayson like you might you might be rele- uh, relegated to a, uh, a floating press box on the Delaware because of, of how many people are going to be in there tomorrow night. I'll take um, it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past somebody to just like end up on a, on a boat with like an elevated platform of some sort. I don't know. That's probably not against the rules and, and the fire marshals have probably snuffed that possibility out in their preparation meetings. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tries to like, you know, you know, we happen to have a boat. We don't have tickets. We're going to see what we can do. I would not be surprised. People are in insane when it comes to Messi. Like I said, it's like when the Pope came to town. It really is. Gonna, they're going to be. They're going to be people who who buy parking passes just to to park and and be in the same presence, breathe the same air as Lionel Messi. I don't think some people comprehend just how insane. Yeah, the that's fanfare going around to be. this is going to be. Yeah, I think I think us as as soccer fans get it, but like from the outside, I, I don't think people have a a grasp on just like God is coming to Chester. (laughs) That's the best way I can describe it. Like the God of all soccer gods is coming to Chester and people will do whatever it takes to even see Lionel Messi. Like Subaru Park is, is sold out. I guarantee you there, I would say hundreds of people are just going to be in Chester to just get a glimpse, be a part of it. Like that's it's something we've never seen and, and might not see again, because if you're the union, when you do have full control of the, the, the gate, you take the game next year in the regular season and put it at the link because you have so much planning and you can sacrifice one regular season game for that type of spectacle. But, you know, in the union's minds, this, if everybody else's minds, this is an event. In the union's mind, this is an elimination game, and I think that's kind of where we're going to get the mix of of everything, and it's going to be unprecedented from what we've seen ever in Chester, and what we you know may not ever see again. Because, like I said, I I, I would I would put good money that the twenty twenty four regular season game is is at the point. The only way we see this, right. we see something similar to this, is if Miami comes here in the playoffs. So I want to get into the odds of this event, Joe. We haven't done that in a while, but I do want to bring up some of the odds. Union, not many times an underdog at home. When has that really happened? Yeah, Union, it's the first time in two years. Underdog at plus 190, the draw plus 260, Miami plus 125. When you hear those numbers, what is that? Uh, what is that? And also to advance because obviously we're in Lease Cup. Right. Union plus 105, Miami minus 150 to advance. Uh, anything with those numbers, reaction, or, or anything that stands out to you? I think when you see those numbers, you got to bet the union if you're a union fan. Like, I, I know a few people already who I've seen comment and and say that's I'm, I'm taking the union at that price because why wouldn't you? You know, if you have that much confidence in this team, uh, Super Park has been a fortress for them. Yeah, I mean, that, that feels like the, the way to go. 
Um, now I know why they, the books have done this because you and I have talked about this in previous podcasts where um, there, there's so much money coming in on Inter Miami and, and Lionel Messi uh, himself. What are what are Messi's odds to score tomorrow? Because they were minus one thirty five anytime. You want to know who like one of the shortest odds for the Union are? Somebody who probably Ty Barabo. Ty Barabo. Yeah. <laughs> plus 185 to score anytime. Carranza. Carranza plus 180. Way, Just- yeah, no, he's not. No, no, no. Don't bet that. Not saying not saying to bet that. I'm saying that is why it's always funny to see that with soccer and right. you know, mostly MLS. But uh, other than that, for the Union, Gazdog plus 210. Carranza plus 180. Um, Joseph Martinez plus 170. Ua plus 225. And those are really. All the scores, at least for the union, to sort of care about. We had Messi one thirty-five. Are we even? Is that even short enough? Like I feel like minus one thirty-five isn't is a great number to bet still. Yeah, given given what he's done, I mean, you have to. I mean, it's going to be unprecedented when you see the number go up to a certain point at minus one eight. And look, it's going to get to that point very soon because he's going to be scoring in every single game. But for the moment, it's not happening yet. Minus 135 seems to me like a great number for something that has been automatic since Messi. And even against right. the Union. I know I know the Union's defense and Andre Blake, all that, but it's Messi. Messi's going to score. You know, Messi's going to get one and likely two. Right. If you if you walk away from tomorrow night's game and, and you bet Messi to score and he doesn't score, you're just like, okay, well, he's already, you know, the track record says he's going to do it, so... You're kind of just like, well, you know what? Credit to the union. I think that's what you have to, to say. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if if some people have that mentality because it is such a, a short price for him. And trust me, that's going to go up. <laughs> that that thing is, uh, I would not be surprised if by the, the last weekend in, in August. It's going to be a, a ridiculous. When, my, when Miami plays the Red Bulls in their first MLS game, uh, since Messi's signing, I would not be surprised if he's above minus two hundred. Like I guess yeah, I think so. That's the I, price I we should so. expect for for Messi moving forward. Yeah, so minus one thirty five. You're you're in on that. I think I'm in on that as well. You have to be right. I, I think the the other one. Look, this is me just kind of calling my shot here. But if you're the union, if you're creating these these counterattacking opportunities, and they're going to lead the set pieces in some capacity, right? Um, I would not be surprised if Jack Elliott scores tomorrow. Oh, Jack Elliott. Let me see if I can find wherever the heck he is. Because I feel like there's going to be... Plus 850 anytime. If there's going to be some sort of involvement on a set piece, which I think there will be, it feels inevitable because of how the union are going to be set up to counter. If you're looking at it from a betting perspective, why not take a, a look at the union center backs? Um, Would we take a look at Harriel as well? I know because Harriel, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because of, of his aerial presence. Absolutely. Um, that would be an angle I would maybe sprinkle on if, if you don't have any confidence um, in Michael Ua at, at this point. I know a lot of people don't. Um, if Gazdag is only going 60, who knows what, like he's going to put, everything he has in the tank out there. But if, if he can't go past 60 and if the, you at least know the center backs are going to be on the field for the most part. And I think that's, you know, something to, 
maybe keep in mind is if you're looking for something outside of the box to sprinkle. I also think Joseph Martinez uh, is worth a shot as well because if the Union are, are, are smothering Messi and smothering Busquets, um, Martinez might have to get involved a little more. All right, Joe, final thoughts on Messi coming to Subaru Park as we wrap things up here in the Union Soccer Pod. It is going to be a circus. I'm going to embrace all of it. I'm not going to be, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be a, a cynic and, and skeptical of all this. I'm just going to uh, embrace it, see what happens, and man, it's it's definitely going to be a, a once in a lifetime experience. I've seen Messi play before, but that was at MetLife Stadium, uh, where things were a lot more contained um, and spread out. This is. Super Madness. Park on a, on a right. Tuesday night. That, that's what I think is the appeal of it for someone like you and us. Like just seeing Subaru Park like that, it's going to be crazy to me to see it right. like that. And we've seen it big environments. Obviously, we've seen championship games, conference championship right. games there. But this is different. I mean, to see Subaru Park like this is going to be a, a wild experience for for again yes. someone like you who has seen that stadium. Not particularly filled all that much, <laughs> and now seeing it like it is with Messi, I'm sure for you that's going to be a you know where they were and where they where they've come because obviously it's it's one it is mostly you know I, I want to say like ninety percent like it's all messy. I understand that, but it also helps that the Union have been good. Like this is a semifinal League's Cup game. The Union are one of the best teams in the MLS. This is the biggest test Messi is going to face so far in an Inter Miami uniform. Like that, that adds to it for me. That that is going to add to the environment. I know it added to it um, just because Messi's in town for Dallas and and all that. But it's it's just a, it's a different feeling for me because it's not just all eyes on Philly. You know, all eyes on Messi. It's all eyes on this game because even MLS fans, just fans of of the of the league and fans of soccer. This is a big game, you know, for this tournament and the these teams. And I, I think that to me adds to it, adds to the environment. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be phenomenal. I really just can't wait to to experience it. I can't either. All right, that is it for the Union Soccer Pod. Joe, have a great time at the game covering it. I hope you get the soak in the moment because, again, you have covered this team through thick and thin. You've been there through a lot of uh, crazy moments. You've been there for not so memorable moments. You've been there for it all, and I'm glad you get to uh, be there for this moment and this chapter in Union Soccer history. UnionSoccerBlog.substack.com. Subscribe, 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 subscribe to the best to cover the Union. And that is Joe Tanzi. You can also follow him at JTanzi90. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. Again, get, find the Union Soccer Pod wherever you get your podcasts, which it also includes FoxPHLGambler.com. That is it for the Union Soccer Podcast. Enjoy the game. Hopefully a Union win against Messi. Wow, that is a weird sentence to say. We'll be back next time right here on the Union Soccer Podcast.